trustworthy and deserving of full acceptance. The saying is trustworthy and full and worthy of full acceptance. That Christ Jesus came into the world to save us. You see, Jesus continues to come into the world to gather people to himself by the waters of baptism. Jesus continues to come into the world to meet us at the table, to feed every hunger of ours, to fully satisfy us. In the scriptures we heard today that Christ came to dine with sinners. Christ comes to us and continues to come to us even in the darkest corners of our life in confession remove the burden of our sin from us and call us to a greater life. Christ, as our gospel says today, is that good shepherd who leaves the 99 behind to go and search for the one who has gone astray. Jesus Christ continues to come to us. So do we find ourselves worthy of being pursued by Jesus Christ? Do we find ourselves able to be saved by Jesus Christ? Because the St. Paul today tells us, Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners. You see, Jesus Christ, in a certain sense, purchased a ticket for us. And it's our choice to take it or leave it. But yet, if we don't understand or fully grasp the meaning or the value of that ticket, the meaning of what it means to be saved, then we will be unwilling to do what it takes to accept that invitation and make our way to the main event, which is eternal life and glory with Him forever. If we aren't willing to rise up, as the psalmist says, and go to our Father, then we may miss out on it. For me, in my life, it was difficult to even begin to grasp the meaning of what it means to be saved until July 9th, 2016. A week before, I had gone out kayaking on the river and with similar water levels, I decided that I would plan a kayaking trip. And so I called up some former friends of mine from K-State and a fellow seminarian of mine to go kayaking. Did my research, looked for white caps, looked for any obstacles. And when we got to the drop-in point, I noticed a line in the river. And I asked the person next to me, I said, is that a drop-off or is that the shadow of the bridge? Inconclusive. And beginning to let my pride sneak in, because all my friends had constantly told me, there, quit overthinking things and just do it. I decided to not walk the 200 yards to determine what that line really was. So putting into the water, the five of us got started. As we approached that line, I heard running water. And amidst the sense of urgency, amidst the confusion, the person in the lead mistakenly heard me and thought that I had said side. And when I realized that she had turned her kayak to the side, it would have been impossible for her to get out and to go around. So I said at that point that we needed to forge full ahead over what we found, thought was and verified to be a drop-off low head dam. But she didn't have enough speed, so she got sucked back into it. And so all of us 
went over and were able to clear through. Yet one person decided that they would stop because they noticed that she was in distress. Brian decided to stop. Even though he could have gone ahead, he decided to stop to help her out. And realizing that soon he would be turned into the water because of the backdraft of the water, I decided to turn myself around and go back. And I went to the shore to save energy as I determined what the best way to help them would be. And then Brian retrieved two of the life jackets, literally took them, placed one over her neck before placing the one over his. But over the next few minutes, I watched as the back current drew both of them into that Lopez dam, ripped the life jacket off of them, continued to tumble them down into the water, and they would come back up, temporarily finding reprieve on the kayak that was wedged against the dam. I watched over the next few minutes as she got released from the pressure of the dam and came out on her back. And so knowing that I needed to go collect Brian when the same thing happened to him, I tried to free myself and my kayak from these rocks. As I saw Brian come up, his head above water, I watched over the next 25 to 30 feet as his head slowly descended into the waters. I stood there and watched my friend drown. And as I went into the water to go collect the young woman, to get her out onto the shore, as I collected my thoughts from this traumatic event, even that day, I had the sense that I was gone at the foot of the cross, walking helplessly as a dear friend of mine died. Over the ensuing days, they were searching for his body, and they had vigils at his home church and a vigil at St. Anne's here in Wichita. And on the third day, I was at the Garden Plain for that visual and felt emotionally numb. But in that church at St. Anne's that night, in front of our Lord in the Eucharist, I recognized that Brian gave me the greatest gift that anyone could give. You see, because of the decision that I had made, because of allowing my pride to sink in, I put my life and the life of others, life of others at risk. But a man who experienced those same things, who could have moved on unaffected by them, decided instead to stop and to give up his life so that another would not have to experience the consequences of my action, and so that she could not only be saved, but live life to the fullest. You see, I realized then that that is the same thing that Jesus Christ has done for you and for me. That Jesus Christ gave up his life for the sake of our sins so that we would not have to suffer the consequences of those sins. It was there that I realized the cost of that victory, the cost of being saved. And so for each and every one of us, it was that event that allowed me to acknowledge that no matter the decisions we have made, no matter the gravity of our sins, if we are willing to rise up and go to the Father, seeking His mercy, healing, and forgiveness, the effects of Jesus Christ and His redemption for us on the cross are made available to us. For as St. Paul said today, Christ Jesus came 
to save sinners. Once we acknowledge what it means to be saved and the response that it demands from us, then we can, as Paul says to the Philippians, work out our salvation with fear and trembling. We can participate in that salvific work, even if it means giving our life like Brian did that day. So how will you, how will you remind yourself of the cost of that faith, of what it means to be saved? Today at this Mass, I will use the chalice that I purchased in memory of Brian. And I invite you to say a similar prayer to that which I do at each and every Mass, each and every day. As I elevate the precious blood of our Lord Jesus Christ, I look at that chalice and I say, Lord, may your blood become the lifeblood of my life, the lifeblood of my priesthood, so that I may live like you, I may love like you, and I may die like you and my friends.